Welcome to the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. I am your host, Alex Wynn, a.k.a. Nuge. And we're potting a day after Joel Embiid just dropped a Sixers franchise record 70 points. We do not have the full squad, unfortunately. June had uh, a late night working. But we do have Dave Tabaco. Dave, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Oh, I'm dandy after last night. Yeah, all is good. It's it's nice when things are fun and good. You know, <laughs> we should talk about it. We should talk about it whenever it happens. Absolutely. Sixers have won six straight. Embiid seems like he's on a mm. roll. Possibly on his way to another MVP, but we're only at the halfway point of the season. We'll get to that. And last but not least, we have JB Mudbones. JB, how are you? Good. I'm ready. Ready, ready to riff. Jeffy mud bones. Riffy. <laughs> All right. Well, the name of the, the name that's lasted a decade, JB Mudbones. <laughs> his alias. Take a moment to appreciate. I don't think I've <laughs> said JB. I don't think I've said JB's real name on the pod in a while. I I probably have. I probably remember. Our, remember the good. Remember the very first episode we ever did. We said we were going to go alias only, and then within <laughs> one minute we said each other's names. Yeah, I think I fucked Sounds it up. Right. <laughs> Real yeah. ones, listeners from day stuff. one will remember that. Uh, our, our most loyal listeners who I know have been waiting for another episode since we dropped our last one two weeks ago. I think it was two weeks ago. So this is our, our shortest uh, break in between episodes in probably a long time. So I'm proud of us. Uh, there's still some, the Sixers are still giving us some fun things to talk about. So we'll try to talk about them and, uh, continue churning out these episodes, but uh, guys, we'll have to dive right into it. It's uh, it's the biggest story of, uh, of you know, right now is Embiid dropping 70 points, only the ninth player to do so in NBA history on the anniversary of Kobe's 81-point uh, game versus the Raptors, and he did it in only 36 minutes. So, Dave, we will start with you. Go ahead. Talk to us. Wow. You know, I try to live in the moment. You know, I, I always try to unplug, unplug, not get caught up in the, you know, whatever's going on. It's easy to get caught up in and uh, in the present moment. And, um, you know, for example, it's I feel like most of the time I'm just yelling into the wind. Ah, yeah, David in the second round, you fat fucking idiot. But last night, every once in a while, you get a game like last night, not even every once in a while. It, once in a in a in 25 years, you get a game like last night. And uh it's important to live in the moment and appreciate it. You know, I, I believe we're on record. Maybe the one of the last few podcasts we did, which was over the summer, um, we talked. I think I'm pretty sure I said that, you know what? I don't even care. Just give me like enjoyable regular season weeknight basketball. And uh, last night was like, you know, the best you'll ever get. 70, 70 points, 70 and 18. <laughs> That's just funny to say. It's fucking crazy, man. And it was just like he was like playing against first graders out there. Like it was just it's our guy. It's the process. We tanked for him. We drafted him. We put all our eggs in his basket. And uh, he hasn't done the big one yet, but he's done a lot of a lot of, you know, uh, pretty big things along the way. And and last night was just one of many milestones on the road to the big milestone. And it was uh, it was a sight to see. 
it was fun. It was, it was very fun. Even my dad and me and my dad were texting back and forth in appreciation of the moment. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, if my dad's on board with Embiid, you know, it was a good night. Did your dad had anything, anything, any notable quotes from your dad from last night? Nope. Just, Praise? uh, good. maybe, maybe, maybe snuck in, you know, he can do this whenever he wants kind of thing. Like, yeah, he can get 70 and 18 whenever he wants. <laughs> if he just fucking, you know, boxes out and, and hits the glass, he'll get 70 and 18 every night. But no, it was, uh, you know, all, all, all laughs and smiles last night. I, we suffer uh, for it. We deserve it. I listened to a few national talk shows this morning, you know, first take, uh, PTI around the horn. Uh, and they all raised the question, can he do this in the playoffs? But you know what? Let's just, we'll worry about May in May. Uh, I think that's, yep. if you can't enjoy that game last night, then what are we even doing? Um, mm -hmm. JB, you were probably the most out going into the season. Um, are you having fun? I was I was out for one reason, and it was Harden. I said I was in once he, he was off the team, and thankfully it happened so quickly relatively to what could have happened. Um, but, yeah, this year has been awesome. Enjoy it in the moment, and I think Embiid can do it in the playoffs, in the finals, in the first round, in the second round. He's got a coach, a coach. Mm -hmm. And maybe we'll uh, – it's now a two-way race versus Boston because that old coach is going to Milwaukee. Ah, is that official? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, it seems it. Not a lot official. Of smoke. A lot of smoke. A lot of smoke. Let's jump Where right into smoke, it. smoke, there's fire. <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks at 30 and 13 fire Adrian Griffin. Uh, a lot of reports that... <clears throat> Him, Giannis, Dame were not gelling. They weren't on the same page. Couldn't really agree on their offensive plan. Uh, Griffin even calling them out earlier in the season on their defensive effort. And the rumor is that Doc Rivers is in negotiations right now. I think it dropped about 30 minutes mm -hmm. from uh, Woj or Shams, one of the, one of the insiders. So, fellas, JV, I'll start with you because you brought it up. How do we feel about our, our old Doc Rivers potentially being a coach for the Milwaukee Bucks. And that's a team we could potentially see in the second round. How are you feeling about that? Great. I mean, <laughs> thank you. I just, I, I can't really fathom it. I mean, I haven't followed them at all. Their record seems pretty good. They hired this guy this year and it doesn't seem like he's getting fired for any sort of scandal. Um, although that could be, Hit, kept under wraps but crazy um great that what what a good uh follow-up to him be dropping 70 we get to see our old favorite coach back in the the uh the top flight arena of of competitors in the did did you free did you mute yourself no i'm good i'm good oh sorry uh, it just sounded like it stopped abruptly. Um, so yeah, a potential second round matchup with us, Dave. Does that make you feel a little better about uh potentially getting to the oh, East yeah. Conference Finals? I'm just I'm just dying to know the whole story because all right, so they made the big trade for Dame, and then Terry Stotts, who was uh, Dame's very first coach, he was like the Brett Brown of the beginning of the Damian Lillard era in Portland. 
was Adrian Griffin's assistant in Milwaukee when they traded for Dame. So it was like, all right, you trade for Dame, you mortgage the future for this guy, and you got his old Brett Brown style head coach here as an assistant coach. So he's here for the long term. And then Terry Stotts, I don't know if he got fired or he quit before the season even started. Something crazy out of left field. I was like, whoa, all right, whatever. That's kind of weird. I remember thinking that's kind of weird whenever it happened. And now this happens when they're 30 and 13. Something uh, something weird's going on there, man. And I always thought it was like kind of reactionary to fire Bud. I've always been a Bud fan. He was, uh, you know, some of the all the Spurs championships from the late, you know, early 2000s. Um, it was uh, Bud and, and Brett were, were Pop's right-hand man, right-hand men. So, um, you know, I've always, we've always been, you know, pro-Brett on this podcast. I've always been a Bud fan. You know, the the Bucks always kind of played the right way, the Spursian way. And uh, I thought that, you know, yeah, they, they got embarrassingly ousted in the first round by Miami. But Giannis was pretty, I'm pretty sure he was hurt. He had a back thing. Um, and he didn't look right the whole time. So I always thought firing Bud was kind of like reactionary and weird and probably not the smart move. And then you get these two weird things with the coaches and in mid season when they're 30 and 13, something's there and I'm dying to know what, what it actually is, but uh, maybe we'll never find out. I don't know. We still never know what Ime Udoka did, uh, when he, when he got, uh, ran out of Boston. So, uh, these teams are good at keeping all the bad stuff under wraps. It's gotta be something brutal. Uh, I'm, I'm really curious, but, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> doc, it's just so funny. It's like Drew holiday goes from Milwaukee to Boston. Doc rivers goes from Philly to Milwaukee. And it's like, let's give us Brogdon. You know, I'm jumping right to the, who are we going to trade for? I want Brogdon. Give me the ex Celtic. Get get Brogdon here, guaranteed 15 20 off the bench, stabilize the rotation, and a little reverse psychology ex Celtic player that used to kill us. Give me Brogdon to complete the, the weird trifecta. Doc to Milwaukee, Drew to Boston, Brogdon to Philly. Bring him home. We talked about it the last pod. I, I would love Brogdon. I feel like he'd just be a, a very good fit, good role player. We, we talked about not needing another star. Uh, Talk about working the margins. Yeah. That'd be a, a very nice addition for us. Um, no I, I just have to read this. This is this is from. Uh, I don't know if it's from Woj or what, but it says league sources say Doc Rivers, who signed on as an ESPN analyst after getting fired by Philadelphia in May, began to serve as an informal consultant to Griffin at the behest of the Bucks, and now he's <laughs> their lead candidate to possibly get the job. Ah. Uh, Talk about a weasel. <laughs> Sound Colangelo yeah, got, like. Yeah, that's got Colangelo <laughs> written all over it right there. A consultant. So we're talking about if this happens, we could be looking at a road of the Sixers or the three seed right now. Um, who knows if it holds? I don't know. I, I mean, let's be honest. Doc Rivers will probably be fine in a regular season just because the Bucks have a talented roster. And, you know, I, I'm not sure how much he – Needs the coach there for the regular season, at least. He'll, so he'll, he'll looking, win some games. He'll win some games. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we're looking at two, three seed. So if we slide the three seed right now, the six seed is the Miami Heat. And uh, so you're potentially looking at a road to the championship being Jimmy Butler, Doc Rivers in the Bucks, then the Celtics. And then who knows? Maybe the Clippers and the Clippers have been on fire lately. Uh, much to my dismay, but they are playing very well. But that's that would be quite the road 
to the NBA championship. So we'll see what happens. You got to feel a little better about I, I honestly, if I had to say before, I, I thought we could definitely hang with the Bucks. Um, the Celtics is always who I was worried most about, but now getting Glenn Rivers, who famously makes no adjustment in the playoffs and doesn't know what he's doing, that makes me feel a little better. But can you imagine? Can you imagine the the, the dark world and where we lose to Glenn Rivers at the second round? I had to put it out there. I had to put it. I just had to put it out there just to get ahead of it. You know. So I don't feel there it. you go. I don't feel it. I don't see it. I don't feel it. Heavy worse than the Uber bike accident for Dave. <laughs> yeah, I'm still not. I'm still not all the way, all the way healed from that. This is a lot My of ribs are still broken from the from the Uber car accident. <laughs> I still love. Did you guys see Uber like comparing his height to uh, Wemby mm-hmm. last night? That's that was a funny so uh, funny sight. Yeah, he's good. Uh, good funny vibes. Yeah, he's the best. Good vibes. Can't believe he got hit by a car. You don't want the vibes to get too good because there could be another car accident situation or, you know, like something yeah, right. similar to that. So let's, let's uh-huh. hope, uh, hope the vibes don't get too good. Um, but back to Embiid, uh, who, by the way, we mentioned Dave, you mentioned Brett Brown had a nice little full circle moment last night as he talked with Brett mm. for a few minutes with, with Cove by his side and Ferk by his side. Uh, and then I think even post game, he said he was really happy that Brett was there because it felt like uh, Brett contributed to his early career a lot. And and don't forget, Embiid was going through a lot during those years. Broke his foot two times. Um, brother was killed in the really car accident. Uh, so Brett was there for him. And, and Embiid's pretty open that he has a close relationship with Brett. So that was nice to see. Brought a little tear to my eye. It was, it was nice to see. Yep. Um, and he, he said that he was glad Brett was there to see you know, part of what he helped create. So I thought that was a really nice, a nice moment. Um, got a lot of uh, happy happiness from the fans to see that, especially if you were, uh, you know, rookie listener, process truster, all that. So Embiid scores 70 points. And it makes me think of this question. Dave, I'll start with you. Is Embiid the best sixer you ever watched? Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's either him or Iverson. Uh, yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, Iverson was amazing. Maybe it was just there's just more magic around everything when you're a little kid. You know, how Christmas. You know how all the holiday. It's just, just there's just more magic in the air when you're a kid. You know, maybe the mystique of a superstar athlete is a little bit crazier. Um, you know, but I mean. Embiid, I mean, those are the it's Iverson and Embiid are the two best sixers right. of our lifetime and our in our three decades on the planet. I mean, it's those two guys, and uh, you know, those are the two guys we'll we'll tell our kids about. You know, the same way we were told about Dr. J and Will. You know, our guys are Iverson and Embiid. So, um, yeah, I mean, Iverson never averaged thirty six points a game. Hey, I, Iverson never dropped seventy points a game. He got us out of the second round once. And, uh, you know, but Embiid's not done, you know, I will see it's not over. I keep, I keep going back to Dirk, man. It's just like, how many letdowns did Dirk have in Dallas? I mean, Dirk was always kind of like the golden boy there for over a decade and just kind of never, he got the, we believe warriors bounced the 67 win Mavericks out of the first round and Dirk's MVP season. Like, Oh my God, if that was Philadelphia, you don't come back from that. 
Like, you're just done. You're a big, fat fucking loser forever if that happens. 67 wins and an MVP, and you get bounced in the first round by the miracle eighth seed. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if that happened here? And, uh, you know, five years later, he gets one, and he's a legend forever. So, you know, um, I'm not giving up. I'm, I, I always circle back to Dirk with Embiid, and it only takes one um, and for all the failures to, to go away. So, you know, story's not over yet. And, uh, you know, I had a, we have a lot more emotional stock in MB than we ever had with Iverson. So I'd say, yeah, Joel's the guy. He's our number one. One Maybe. Embiid, two Iverson, three Jumaine Jones. Jumaine Jones. So good. I might have to rank Nick Batum over him. I love Nick Batum so much. Batum is he's, he's so great. Best, yeah. best player in the trade by far. Yeah. Yep. Someone said uh nice surprise. Someone said he was the best French player on the court last night. Which I fully nah. believe. <laughs> I fully believe it. I love it. Uh I I love it. We cannot. I don't think they will. I mean, I think Daryl was even on record. I think he was on ninety seven point five recently and mentioned how great he thinks a fit Nick Batum is next to MB. So um like we said, we don't think we're going to go all in for another star player anyway. So I, I, I don't think he would be in the package for any role player. So let's, let's hope to keeping Nick Batum, Marcus Morris, maybe who I love because he's from Philly. But uh, if if he had to throw Marcus Morris for like a Brogdon, something like that, you you got it. <laughs> he's he's not the player he used to be. I he's, think he's it's up there in age. Here's the trade, Covington. Um, Covington, Corkmaz for salary, for expiring salary, and then KJ Martin for a young guy, and a first round pick, the worst of the of the three we got for Harden, the one that's like 2026, the worst of the Oklahoma City, Houston, or the the Clippers, which will be like it'll end up being like OKC, the 25th pick in 2026. Those three players and that pick for Brogdon. I think that would gets you, it done. Would you rather give up say they want an expiring and Morris? I think he expires, right? I think he's expired <sighs> 60 million. So say they want yeah, to expire Morris. Would you rather give up Morris or KJ Martin? Oh man, KJ, I want to like Morris. I kind of like KJ Martin. Uh, yeah. Send KJ packing. <laughs> send KJ packing. Keep Morris. Keep Morris. I want the Philly tough guys, man. Because uh, the follow-up to this is what we've been te- what we've been texting about all day. Um Miami trades Kyle Lowry and a future first round pick for Terry Rogier. Lowry's going to get bought out with, with the Hornets and he can't, there was a tweet from Shams. I mean, maybe I can pull it up real quick, but um, nobody, nobody can get him um, because of the new CBA rules, all like the contenders like Phoenix, Denver, and um, a couple of like uh, Boston. Boston. They're all for whatever reason, whatever fine print details. Yeah. They're, they, they wouldn't be able to get Lowry if he was bought out and Daryl Morey, is the GM that drafted Lowry and traded him to Toronto so he could blossom. And Nick nurse is the coach that made him an all-star. So, and he's from Philly come home with the, with fellow dog, Pat Bev and fellow hometown dog, Marcus Morris. Like it's so fucking perfect. Give me Lowry and Brogdon. And I, we win the championship. We get out of the East and we have a real fucking chance. Lowry and Brogdon. You don't have to give up hardly anything. Um, I, I think, you know, like I said, Covington, Korkmaz, KJ Martin, and a first round pick. That's my offer for Brogdon. I think that gets it done. 
and then Lowry on the buyout market and let's fucking go get one. And so we can retire and, and never do this podcast again. <laughs> it's uh, that's it. That's my two moves. Man, if we ever won a championship with Embiid, I probably would never take sports seriously again. I've always said I would stop watching sports. Obviously, we know that's an exaggeration. I wouldn't, but like, I may, I will it's never, all right. I will never be as invested in any team as I was in the Joel Embiid Sixers. And it's not even it's our close. emotional out. Maybe, maybe the Jalen Hurts Eagles and they fucked me over this year. <laughs> and they're the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> they should nothing will ever compare to the Sam Hankey rebuild. Oh, it's nothing. not close. Sam Hankey, who, by the way, liked a tweet of Embiid scoring 70 points and getting a standing ovation. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. I, I keep thinking <laughs> of if sorry, JB, go ahead. I was gonna say, what's the quote in that like a uh, game of zones? <laughs> Where it like zooms in on him, he'll be there. He'll be waiting. Mm-hmm. He fucking <laughs> pops out from under the hood and he's got a, one single tear out of his eye. Yeah, I've like, I've just been thinking of so that good. of that gif all day since that Embiid game happened last night. So Sam, so thank good. you for that. Uh, we don't need to relitigate the process, but I, I thank you, Sam. Um, if you're listening, thank you, Sam. Hey, oh, you know he's listening. <laughs> Actually, wouldn't be surprised. He probably searches for Sixers content. What else would he be doing? I don't. He's doing his weird tech stuff anyway. Um, another question that we pondered this week. Um, we all said on the last pod the only player we would go all in for this year would be Mikel Bridges. So, that being said, do the Nets really have incentive to trade him? Who knows? But what if? They say, we'll give you bridges for your picks and whatnot to end Toby. But you have to take back Ben Simmons. Dave, you I think you answered this this week. What's your, what's your answer? Man, so that's like, I know Brandon, Brandon a few weeks ago said, what about, about bridges? And I mean, I was like, I mean, yeah, but like they owe Houston unprotected picks in 2024 and 2026. Why would they not try to be good? But, like, there seems to be, like, some smoke about them lately. And, uh, yeah, fuck yeah. I mean, shit. I'd fucking do that. I'd trade Toby and all our picks for fucking Bra- or, um, Bridges and Simmons and buy out Simmons. He never has to play. We have all this fucking cap room this summer. Two max slots. There's no free agents available. I'd eat a $40 million final year of Ben to get Bridges with Maxine Embiid. Fuck yeah. Oh, my God. I'd do that in a heartbeat. I don't think I still doesn't doesn't seem realistic to me, but fuck yeah, I'd do it. I'd fucking do it. Absolutely. Maybe. I don't know why Brooklyn does it, but I'd do it. <laughs> Isn't it like a sunk cost though for them? Like they're they're giving up the picks whether they're good or bad. Um, so shouldn't they just try to get their haul now? Like they give up they give up ten and whatever, twelve to Houston right now. And get nothing, or they give up four and five to Houston, and they get our first round picks back. One thing we could do is so like we have, they have our twenty twenty seven top eight protected first round pick from the Harden trade. We could remove the protection on that and just make it flat out unprotected. We could do some stuff, you know. We could entice them. We those Clipper picks are juicy. They could have our fucking whatever future twenty thirty one. In 2033 on whatever, whatever we have to do. 
you know, I mean, we could, we could make it tantalizing and uh, we take Ben back, which is kind of big, you know, we get them, give them some major cap relief. Could we reincorporate Ben? Didn't he have a no. quote recently? The Philly wasn't no. so bad. <laughs> no, if he, he I wouldn't have that quote. unless we, <laughs> yeah. unless we bought him out immediately or reroute him to a third team, I wouldn't do it. I could not have him on the bench. <laughs> and I don't know yeah, this no, answer. He wouldn't. Yeah, he wouldn't be here. I don't know this answer because he has two years left, probably seventy million around there. Is buyout an actual option? Because like, don't you? I don't know shit about any NBA financials, but like, because why would he do it unless he got the full amount, right? So you're gonna. I don't know how that would count against our cap space and whatnot, but I feel like buyout candidates usually are like expiring. Is that am I wrong or is that typically how it goes? I think it's typically not like someone. With a long contract left, um, yeah, it doesn't seem like that would be just like an easy thing. Yeah, but Mikel's so good, but I am a little worried about the vibe, so I don't think I could take Ben here. If you could buy it out, sure. I don't know if that's an actual possibility, but taking back Ben and I don't know, man. I you know I I'm the biggest Toby hater, but it, it seems like the locker room's kind of vibing right now, and I'm afraid. I'm glad to mess you brought up. that up, Nooch. I'm glad sure. you brought up Toby. I mean, the the most controversial subject in the history of this podcast uh, probably is Tobias Harris. And um, everybody, there's a lot of buzz right now. I mean, just a few weeks ago, he was like, you know, Chris Broussarded. But all of a sudden, he's just like in a Toby groove and is playing his role as the third wheel and looking pretty good. And it's all around. Everybody's, you know, sucking his dick. Fucking there was that weird broadcast of the national game where Stan Van Gundy was oh. just like throwing Embiid under the bus and praising Tobias as the perfect third option. And I wonder how much Tobias's dad paid for that. And then, um, you know, what was the other? The JJ Redick said did the whole thing on his podcast the other day about how the Sixers shouldn't trade for a star because Toby's the perfect third guy next to Maxi and Embiid and it's there. And it's like, yeah, maybe sometimes, you know, at the right moment, sure. He could, you know, fill that role pretty nicely. But at the same point, we are finally in the final year of this godforsaken albatross of a fucking extension that we outbid ourselves for. And uh, the final year, $39 million expiring contract. And if we do keep him to be that third guy, what does that mean for us this summer? Do we bring him back? At what price? You know, it's like, what the fuck, man? What that do we do? Money. I mean, <laughs> so, but like, do money. we, but, and like, but like, but Dave's okay. right. There's, there's no one, there's no one available. Uh, Kawhi signed an extension. Uh, Siakam got traded. He signed an extension. Um, and an Obi's Paul gone. George is extension is, is, is uh, negotiating one. Uh, OG is gone. Uh, so I don't know who's out there. We're out, I guess we're out you on could Levine. Say we're out on Levine. Um, well, who, I don't he, want DeMar DeRozan. Oh, no. My AirPods went out. Can you guys still hear me? Oh, we hear we hear you. You're good. Keep going. All right. You guys talk someone, a bit as I Someone out. will become available. Someone will become available. But if we don't dump Toby at the deadline, we're not going to let him walk. We're not. Daryl's not going to lose him for nothing. So, like, does that mean we – Resign him at what price? If I'm I know everyone listening this doesn't Toby? see my face, I'm disgusting. I'm yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We're talking about Toby. It's like Daryl's we're not gonna okay. If we don't trade him at the deadline, that means Daryl's not gonna let him walk for nothing and we get nothing out of him. So do we bring him back? 
do we extend him this summer and bring him I, back I and up. have more years of the Toby show? Nobody's watching this. Only we can. I, I look like I fucking huffed a bottle of vinegar right now. I don't want to fucking bring him back. It's I mean, we've, we've always hated his contract and it, he could come back for, I don't know. I don't even know what an, a role player contract is these days. 15 million. Toby, 15 million a year. Sure. 15. Sure, Not but someone's paying I... him 25. <laughs> I'd give Toby three years, $50 million. Not a penny more. Oh my God. I throw three up. years, 50 million. I can't no, three it. years, 50 million is good. I don't only hate his contract. I think he sucks. I think he's a bad NBA <laughs> yeah, he's player. Bad. I think he yeah, stinks. And the only reason he's on, like, is because the teammates like him. That's the only positive thing. He, like, the teammates, the team obviously likes him. I cannot. That's do... why I I do the I do the bridges thing. I do the Toby and all the picks for fucking <laughs> Mikhail and Ben, and just buy out Ben and eat the fucking just have an empty forty million dollar hole in the salary cap next year and eat it. And uh, but you got Maxi Bridges and Bead, all our wing, bring back all our wings, Melton, B ball, Paul, fucking, you know, maybe Turk plays next year, maybe Springer plays next year. Nick Nurse listen, is coaching the boys, you know. Listen, there's no doubt in my mind he's going to cost us playoff games, possibly ah. a series, possibly a series. Ah. But if he has one, just one, he's he's been with us for what. Five playoffs now. If mm-hmm, he can have uh-huh. one decent run and help Embiid get to a cha- win the championship, I will buy a Toby jersey. I might get a tattoo. He can have a max extension for the next five years if he's wow a, a run good enough to win us a championship. Toby, Just not not your four points per game like versus the Hawks, sixteen points per game. <laughs> Make 38% of your threes, something like that. Don't disappear. Like you if, if it wasn't for Ben Simmons, Toby would be getting all the slander of that Atlanta Hawks series. He was lucky that Ben Simmons took all the attention away from him. And he was lucky Ben took over. <laughs> I just like I, I never understood if if, if Brandon's listening, if Brandon's listening, I never understood people wanting oh, to I'll defend listen. Toby. He has a huge ass contract, but why are we so nice to Toby? He's not good. But Brandon, Brandon was always a staunch, staunch Iguodala defender as well. I hate Iguodala. <laughs> I guess I don't Brandon like Brandon a lot. <laughs> he go, he goes for the low hanging fruit. He's smart. He's smart. He goes for the fucking. He's, he's, the guy's good. It's guy. like you he's can't smart. say he's bad. So it's like it's an easy, it's an easy defense mechanism. You know. <laughs> I hate I hate Iguodala. I hated those Iguodala Sixers. Yeah. Couldn't stand him. I just I thought about randomly thought about Andre Miller today, who I, I loved Andre Miller. <laughs> wow, Andre oh, Miller was so good, dude. Andre the chipmunk number seven. Yeah. Through the through the best lob passes you ever wow. seen. Yeah. Because I was oh, thinking about those those maxi lob passes were nice last night. And it had me thinking, who was the best lob passer? Andre Miller. He was awesome. Number seven. Hundred percent. He was too good after too good after that Iverson trade. Uh, all right, guys, we have about four minutes left. So um, there's some things I wanted to mention, the Siakam trade. I mentioned that a little, really briefly. I don't think we've talked about that since. Um, so he's going to Indiana. He's going to be supposed to be a free agent. He's probably going to sign the extension. Um, so the East is pretty loaded. If you look at the standings, it's, it's Boston, 
who's uh, three and a half games above us, four games above us, and then three and a half games above Milwaukee. Um, Cleveland's won eight straight. So now you're talking two, three, four, two, three, four, five, only separated by four games. The Knicks are the five seed. Heat are the six seed. Um, so it's pretty competitive. It's it's a lot of teams, and then there's the Boston Celtics. So um, we'll see what happens. Uh, Timber. Oh, we didn't mention Cat, did we? Uh, how Harley ah, Towns <laughs> had an opportunity for to score seventy like Embiid, but ended up only scoring sixty-two in a loss. But Minnesota is still up there in the standings, who are only a half game above the Oklahoma City Thunder, or your two seed. They're a half game out from being the one seed. Speaking of speaking of Oklahoma City Thunder two seed, I'm looking at Tankathon right now. I haven't opened up Tankathon yet this year. There's some crazy shit in the lottery. There's some wacky fucking predictions and people that could get fucked on the lottery. The lottery, the draft lottery is the best night of the NBA season. It's better than any fucking game seven of any playoff series. In my opinion, the NBA draft lottery ping pong ball night is the most fucking entertaining night in all of sports. There is like so much shit. that. So, all right, to right now. If it all ended right now, if we're going into the ping pong room, Toronto, they tanking. They traded Siakam for picks and Bruce Brown. They traded OG Ananobi for fucking a flyer on RJ Barrett, and they're making quickly their point guard of the future. They're obviously tanking, right? That is like a fucking call call the Colangelos in. When are you going to fix this? Get the league on them. They're blatantly tanking. But two years ago, they traded a future first round pick, which is this year's 2024 pick top six protected to the Spurs for Jakob Pertle. What the fuck was that? Cause guess what? If it all happened right now, Toronto is in the sixth seed. They're in this fucking sixth worst record. So if there was no lottery, they'd barely keep their pick, but there's a good chance. Somebody jumps them. They fall to seven or eight or nine and San Antonio gets their lottery pick. And so, like, they want to lose. They want to get as close to the worst record as possible. But the problem is, who's in front of them? Portland, Charlotte, San Antonio, Washington, and Detroit. They're not going to fucking be worse than those teams. So they're, like, just clenching their assholes from now till May 21st or whenever the lottery is. They're going to lose their lottery pick. And it's like, so that's crazy. And then what else? Brooklyn. Brooklyn's pick goes to Houston as for unprotected from the Harden trade. Brooklyn right now is the eight. They could easily jump to the top four, and that goes to Houston. So that's crazy. Golden State right now is the 10th pick. That goes to Portland if it stays. I don't even think that's protected at all. They just – Portland has Golden State's pick, which is in the lottery right now. That's crazy. Um, Houston's pick goes to OKC. OKC, the second-best team in the league right now, has two lottery picks. Houston at 12, Utah 13. Like That's a lot. And And the Lakers – we got the 10 Lakers seconds. get the. We got ten seconds. Oh shit! Quick All right, lottery <laughs> night. Lottery night. I can't fucking wait. It's gonna be crazy. I love you guys. Fire Sirianni. All right, guys. See ya. Fire Sirianni.